Hi, I'm Chanel, agency owner, marketing coach, speaker, and your official human sunshine. I've been in marketing since 2009 and have run a successful strategy and content marketing agency since 2018. Jaded by my corporate life, I quit my job to travel the world and start my own business. I've learned so much in my business journey and I want to share it with you. The Sunshine Podcast for Women in Business offers marketing advice for industry professionals and inspiring stories for women netting life and business. If you love the podcast, please subscribe and share with someone who would enjoy it too. But for now, sit back, relax and enjoy your daily dose of sunshine. Hello, hello, dear hearts, and welcome to another episode of Sunshine Podcast for Women in Business. Today, I'm talking to the lovely Marie. You've probably seen her before. She is the owner of The Social Secret. She's very active on Instagram, and her content is wonderful. She shows up exactly as she is, which is confident, hilarious. She's brilliant at what she does. So a formal intro, Marie is a mama of two girls and she's a tragic 90s music fan. Now she said hashtag NKOTB forever. I didn't know what that meant. Marie, what what does that mean? That is new kids on the block. Come on. (laughs) New kids on the block. I'm shocking. I'm shocking. I am a Hanson fan, so I I wouldn't have got that. She's a lover of a good rom-com and drama. She's an avid Collingwood supporter. And she is the extremely passionate business owner of The Social Secret. So Maria is passionate about helping business owners navigate the complexities associated with Facebook and Instagram. Through her various training workshops and social media products, Marie has a knack of explaining things in a very easy to understand way. Welcome, Marie. Wow, thank you. Excellent. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to um, have a nice chat to you and impart some knowledge and wisdom about, you know, social media and what we do, uh, what you and I both do, I suppose. Um, yeah. I love the fact that we are in a similar industry, yet we can collaborate together on something like this. That is something I'm really passionate about too. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big believer in the the community over competition. I think that that is really important. There's plenty of business to go around. And I think that, you know, making, forming relationships and building partnerships and collabing like this is is awesome. It it helps both of us. And you've got so much good knowledge. Your content on Instagram is amazing. And I'm so looking forward to hearing you share it with with our listeners. So I've got a quick icebreaker for you. And then I'm going cool. to hand it over to you to introduce yourself um, and sort of talk us through what you do and who you do it for and why you do it and how you do it. Um, but before we get there, let's do this quick icebreaker. So here we go. TikTok or Reels? Reels. In sync or Backstreet Boys? Backstreet Boys, 100%. <laughs> Comments or saves? Uh, oh. They, look, they both serve a purpose, but I probably say saves. Okay, cool. Through. I agree with you on that one, and I'm going to put that as a note for a question a little bit later. But without okay. further ado, I'm going to hand it over to you, Marie. Tell us about you. Tell us about the social secret. Yeah, thank you. Um, so thanks again for having me. So um, the social secret is a social media agency. We are based in Melbourne um, in Australia, and we help 
look predominantly businesses where mums are the target audience now when i say that that means that i also work with people that are not mums or i work with men or i work with businesses outside of that but myself the staff that work for me we know and we understand that target audience so well because we are also that target audience mm-hmm. um and so you know in line with that we offer social media services including workshops and one-on-one training and social media management and reels filming sessions and reels training sessions um we do you know a whole heap whole host of services uh that are aligned around helping people understand social media better amazing brilliant so you're a mum of two Mm -hmm. beautiful girls yeah um and you work with a lot of mums in business now i'd love to know as a mum in business i'm I'm not a mum but i feel like well i know a lot of our our listeners are what advice would you give to mums who are running a business because my business is like my baby and she yeah. can be a real fucking brat. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's a lot. It's like running a business is like raising a child. Not probably not as not yeah. as not as challenging. Um, yeah. But how do you do it? What tips would you give to to yeah. somebody who's running a business and who's also a mum? Yeah, it's really difficult, and I think that there's a lot of noise on social media around what we should be doing, around how often we should be posting, and what we should be posting, and how many stories we need to do a day and how many reels we have to produce a week. And when you are busy, you're already busy, right? As a business owner, you are already behind the eight ball because you are doing what you're passionate about, but then you're doing the stuff that you don't like, like the admin and the bookkeeping and the social media for some people and all of that stuff too. So when you have someone in social media land telling you that in order to be successful, follow my secret formula and my secret formula is posting a a reel in the morning and then a carousel in the afternoon and then another reel and then a minimum of 10 stories a day and then interacting and engaging for an hour you have mums rocking in a corner because like it is impossible to do so um, my first piece of advice is to really sit down and work out how much time you can commit to social media um, and that I'm, I'm huge on that because I'm not here to tell you that you need to post every day if I know you don't have the time to post every day. So you, we have to make it manageable for that end user, for the person that is there. So um, what ends up happening if I tell you to post daily is that you might do that for a week or two and then we see this slow decline and it goes from you know posting every day to then nothing for two weeks and then there might be one post and then there might be nothing again for a week and then there might be two um so the first bit of advice i have is work out how much time realistically you can spend on social media each week and then let's break that down into what does that look like Does that look like two posts a week and some engagement and some stories and maybe um, a a sit down where you're planning your content in advance um, because it needs to be realistic. Uh, And we just need to try and block out a lot of the noise and pick maybe a few social media people that you really know and 
trust and you really connect with them um, and listen to them and block out the rest because there, you know, you would know as well, there is so much advice out there and it's really hard to know what to listen to. So first and foremost, that is, yeah, let's look at time, definitely. Um, and then I think the second biggest piece of advice I can give is look at who you are trying to target. Because one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make is that they are posting what they think they need to post as opposed to posting what their audience want to see. Um, it's two very different things. So creating some content pillars or you know some topics that you can consistently talk about and looking and creating a proper avatar that you have put together that really describes in as much detail as possible who it is that you're trying to target so that every time you post something you have that person in your head and you're asking themselves yourself will they connect with this will they like this is this teaching them something um, is this going to make them laugh is it going to make them cry is it going to make them happy um, those sorts of things. So they're like my two big pieces of advice, time and know your audience. I really like that because I'm, I'm, I'm probably quite guilty of being that person that says, look, if you want to have a social media presence, there is sort of a bare minimum that you need to give to the platform to get there. Um, and, you know, there's no secret recipe in terms of, like you say, you've got to do this many reels, this many stories, this many posts. It's different for everybody, but I suppose you have to be doing something to at least start getting your presence there. Yeah. But I like the fact that you flipped it on, on its head and said, well, there's no point because I mean, someone could say, well, you've got to be doing 50,000 things a month, which is not, you know, it's not sustainable. Yeah. So I like the fact that you're going, well, how much time do you actually have to commit to this? And then let's figure out what you're going to do with that time. If I had to say to you, um, you know, how much time do you think one needs to put into their social media? What would you say? Um, again, it would come down to a number of different factors. It would come down to who's your audience? How often are they actually accessing social media? Who's your business? Like, what's your business? Um, and are you on the right platform as well? So that's it's very dependent on a number of different factors. Um, in, in saying let's analyze your time and how much you can commit to it before we work out how many posts you do, I do also have an ideal in my head and I do think that people need to be um, social on socials and have a presence, <coughs> excuse me, um, but I also think that that's a work in progress. So mm -hmm. I would put a plan in place and say, right, well, at the moment you can only commit to two posts a week um, and, you know, a couple of stories on different days and whatever it is. But ultimately, this is what we're working towards. Yeah. Because once they become comfortable and confident and they know how to create content, it's pretty easy to then come up with ideas once you have the right formula. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think that it's so overwhelming. So to just start off small and say, well, look, you don't have to reach a million followers in the, followers in the next 24 hours. Let's just start small. Let's do two feed posts a, a week and then we'll, we'll bring it up and then start to add stories and start to add reels. I think that that's, that's really, really good advice. Um, one of the questions that I get a lot and I wanted to ask you is, is quality over quantity? Mm. I don't know what the answer will be, but I have a follow-up yeah. to that. Yeah, I think, again, it depends on your platform, your business, your audience. 
Um, but if you're on Instagram, it's definitely quality over quantity. Uh, if you're on TikTok, and look, you're probably more of an expert on TikTok in your business than I am, um, but I'm led to believe it pretty much is very much go, 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 let's just pump out a lot of content. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely would say quality over quantity. Yes, I, I agree and quite right. TikTok is a content hungry monster. And as soon as we just started posting more on the platform, i.e. two to three videos a day, I think we were doing, it suddenly mm -hmm. started to, to boom. But the good news is, is that we can now actually recycle our content. So there was a time where what we put on TikTok didn't work on Reels and what we put on Reels didn't work on TikTok. But now mm -hmm. somehow we've managed to get them to work on both, which is really good. So um, you know, that also brings me to the point of of repurposing and recycling content. So talk us through talk us through how you would recommend somebody do that because I know that a lot of people know it's something they can do, but they sort of don't really know how to go through that recycling process. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm huge, a huge believer that you, ha you have so much gold on your page that exists already. So first things first, just because you have 2000 followers, that does not mean that when you post something, 2000 followers see your content, right? So that means you have a unique opportunity in months to come to perhaps use that same content that you posted and maybe generate a different graphic or present it in a different way or slightly tweak some wording to say the same thing in a different way or if you want to just take the same damn post and just repost it and see what happens so i think looking at your analytics um, and your professional dashboard on instagram and on any platform that you use is really important because it can give you some great information. So you'd go in, um, and if we're using Instagram as our example, have a look what posts have performed best in the last couple of years. Have a look and see what you were talking about in that content and whether you can repost it. When was the last time you actually put up a post that was like that? Is it timely to do it again? Can you actually use the exact same content, the exact same caption, the exact same graphic and repost it and see what happens? Or do you wanna present it differently? Um, and you can do that for posts, you can do that for your carousels, you can do that for your reels. So maybe you had a post that performed really well. Well, actually let's now just film ourselves in front of the camera saying the exact same thing and turn it into video content instead. Um, so especially for people that always say, I don't know what to post, get into the habit every month of having a look and seeing what content performed best for you. Because at the time you'll go, oh great, look at all these likes and comments coming through but then you forget about it a week later you're like what was that post again so at the end of the month it's always a great idea just to have a look quick look and see right what performed well and what didn't perform well because there's no point rehashing stuff that's obviously not working as well mm, yeah no absolutely um so i had a question when you when you're talking about um Oh, actually, the thing I was going to say was uh, also utilizing things like the story sticker. So um, those are really great tips for recycling content, but then also not being afraid to use like the stickers and stories to ask your followers questions, because then that gives yeah. you lots of topic ideas as well. 
Absolutely. And I always say to but we, we often hear social media people talking about selling on stories, but I also think that you have a set of views or followers that might only watch your stories. You oh. might have a set of followers that only watch your feed posts and you have a set of followers that might do a combination of both. Oh. So I like to always, when I post something, I will then go on stories to tell a story about that particular post. So yeah. maybe I'm elaborating a little bit more. So we often see people will, will, will share their um, reel or they'll share their post in a story with this great big new post or new reel sticker on top of I it. So that does nothing. It does nothing for your audience. Give them a re reason to want to click on it. So maybe you're telling a story. Maybe you are, um, you know, hooking them in in some way, in, in some funny or enticing way to make them want to click on that to go and have a look at what it is that you've posted, as opposed to just sharing it because you heard somewhere that you should share your post to the story. I'm so guilty of that. And I know that it's not what I'm supposed to do, but I, and it goes to show, I mean, I, I, we are in social media management and I still just get a little bit lazy from time to time and think I'm just going to share this to my story. So that's really good advice. Do you have any other hot tips around the store in, using Instagram stories? Yeah, any absolutely. Yeah. I think that um, they make a great lead magnet. So have a think about how you could possibly entice your audience to tell you what they want. And it could be a simple question sticker um, asking them that uh, if you're releasing a new product or one of the big things is like pain points. Yes. So if I use myself and my business as an example, sometimes I'll jump on stories and I'll say what's really annoying you about Instagram right now? Is there something that's frustrating? Is there something you don't know how to do? Is there something you want advice on? And I'll pop a question box. The answers to that question are all great topics of conversation for posts yeah. and content, yeah? Um, and yeah, and so I, I just think that you've got this opportunity here to really try and lead people. Now, whether you're a product-based business or a service-based business, this can work really well. And I'll use one of my clients as an example. So I do um, a lot of work with Intimo, who um, are like a lingerie and loungewear business. And so I often say to, um, to those girls, why not do a series of stickers or, or polls, asking your audience what they want to see, but who they are. So um, a little bit about them because people love talking about themselves too and they love giving you advice and they love answering things. Mm. So we're focusing on bras. And um, so I said, put up a question sticker. How many bras do you currently have in your wardrobe? Put up a question, oh, sorry, a poll um, that asks what bra size are you? A or B, C, D, double D and above. Now, the answers to those are great lead magnets because if someone has told you they have two bras in their wardrobe, well, DM them and tell them, thanks for responding to my question. Um, love that you've got a couple of bras, but did you actually know? And use some research, you know, that you need X amount of bras in your wardrobe and this is how you store them and this is how, what you do with them. Um, and even with the bra sizes, if someone says that they're a double D and above, um, 
Well, did you know that Intel are about to release this great range for big, for fuller figured um, bus sizes that are perfect for you? No obligation, but I just thought, given that you'd answered my poll, that you might like to take a look. Here's a link to the catalogue, yeah? Mm. So you can use polls and question stickers to work in your favour to get some leads as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it is such an underutilized feature within Instagram. Um, I mean, most people don't even know the different kinds of stickers you can add to stories. And then if they do, they don't necessarily know how they can use them really strategically to do exactly what you've um, described. And let me tell you, I am probably in, no, am I in the target market? I own zero bras. I am nice. I am pro free the nipple. I um I they are so uncomfortable. I cannot wear yep. them. But okay. but unfortunately my company um my company t-shirts see through. So that's I, I need to actually get a white bra just to wear right. if I wear my company t-shirt. So I'll be looking that business up. Um right. I, yeah. I do need at least one bra in my wardrobe. Um, so we've spoken a bit about stories. We've spoken about recycling content. Um, we're getting to the point where I would really like to talk to you about reels because that's obviously your your jam. But before we do that, um, we have to talk about ChatGPT and AI. And um, I'm kind of wanting to know, you know, is ChatGPT something that you have adopted? Are you using it to help you write your captions? Are you for it? Are you against it? Can it be helpful to people trying to do social media? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that there's definitely a place for it. Um, I got really excited when it first, uh, you know, was introduced and had a great play with it. Um, have I used it a lot since? No, I haven't. And I think it's because I love writing myself. But for people that don't love writing, I can 100% see the benefit in it. In saying that, it's not perfect. So I've seen, oh, and I'm let me see if I can remember what it was. There was an ad that was clearly written by AI because it was referenced slightly wrong. It, it had the wrong terminology in there. Um, and so it can be wrong. It can be wrong. So I think to use it as a basis for something um, and then go in and you can edit things yourself, 100% it's fantastic. I think to come up with content ideas, it is brilliant. So um, I, um, I did this on my stories maybe a, a couple of months ago where I said, provide me with 20 social media topics for posts on Instagram and it listed 20 hot topics that I could talk about. Then I grabbed each of those topics and I put it in and I said, write a social media post about, and I pasted that topic. And then it actually wrote the post about that topic. So for someone that struggles to come up with ideas um, or how to write, within a matter of minutes, you have some great copy that you can tweak um, and amend and adjust for your business. Mm. So definitely see that. There was an ad that came up as I was scrolling through yesterday, actually, um, that was really concerning to me. It was write your English essay for school using AI. Mm. Um, and so it went in to put, write a 500 word essay on the book, blah, blah, blah. Um, where the main character blah 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 and pressed enter and then this there's this 500 page 
essay that was written in 30 seconds, not by the student that's going to submit the essay. So, yeah. yeah. I've, and I've like, heard schools are, are trying to find ways to ensure that they can monitor that kind of thing. So it definitely comes yeah. with a whole heap of risks. I mean, especially because I think that the tool only has data from, or it stopped collecting data from like 2021 or something. So it's yeah, not yeah, completely up to that. date. Um, yeah. I think the way that you describe it is perfectly though. And, you know, I, I, I had an interview with the Mad Marketing Mums the other day and uh, Clem put it quite quite well where she said, you know, it's not a crutch. It's not there to do the work for you. It's there to help you. It's a tool to help you. So um, I, I'm with you. I, I prefer writing my own stuff because then I know that it comes from me. It's completely in my style because I hate editing. So I'd yeah. rather write something from scratch and have it the way I want than just have something written and then have to do the time editing. And it, so. on, on that as well, the, the law around it. So if you go and ask AI whether you own the copyright to AI, the, the, you don't own the copyright to it. So for us as content writers, mm. for copywriters that write blogs, if they are doing that in a business capacity, so they are then passing that work onto other businesses to publish, um, you might not hold the legal rights to that information that's been written. That's so, true. So if yeah, any agents to write blogs for their clients, um, yeah. that's a huge problem. Um, and yeah, I think agencies yeah. probably need to issue their policy around how they do and don't use AI in their, their agency, which is something that I'm yeah. planning on doing because, um, you know, happy to use it to, give, to get ideas or to refine, but to write from scratch, I don't think it's going to cut the mustard. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So the moment we've all been waiting for, reels if you haven't seen marie's reels please do check them out because they are bloody brilliant now a lot of businesses haven't so not, not a lot of businesses but there's some businesses that still haven't embraced reels because they don't even know where to start so please share your knowledge with our listeners on how they can get started with reels where can they get their ideas from how often should they be posting how important are they share share your knowledge all the things all the things, all the things. no problem <laughs> So Reels were first introduced about three years ago. They're coming up to their three-year anniversary. Um, so it's not they're not new anymore, right? So if you're still kind of, oh, I'm not sure whether I should hop on the Reels bandwagon, um, you 100%, without a doubt, need to adopt video content into your social media. Um, the reason for that number one we've known for years that eventually we would be leading down a video more of a video focused path uh, if we look at you know just youtube for example like there is so much video content on there and the younger generation coming through as they get older and grow with it they are growing with youtube they are growing with TikTok. they are growing with snapchat these are all video type based platforms so we 100% need to adopt it if we plan on selling to the future generation as they are getting older mm -hmm. um so that's a no-brainer number two i get it like it is daunting and scary and when they were first introduced you had people that were professional videographers putting together these crazy crazy reels with awesome transitions and you'd watch them and you'd go how the freaking hell am i supposed to do something like that mm. and it made us 
scared. Yes, yeah, scared of getting in front of a video. But as the years have progressed and as algorithms change and as the way we have adopted things have changed, it's become easier for us to produce reels. At the end of the day, it's about presenting the same information that we've always presented, but in a different way. And what we're finding is working really well, really well, <laughs> pardon the pun, um, is just organic, original content. And when I say organic, original content, what I mean is you and your phone in front of the camera, providing us with some gold, providing a tip, providing something that you might get asked over and over and over again by your audience. And we have to remember that social media and your social media business page, it's not about you. In fact, your audience, like, excuse the language, but they wouldn't give a shit about you. Mm. All they care about is about how your business is going to help them. So we need to stop thinking, oh, my hair's not done. Oh, I look terrible. Oh, I can't do this. But answer questions your audience want to see. We have to kind of get over ourselves a little bit. Mm. Um, and it does take practice. I get that. But you don't need anything fancy. And I think if you're new to it and you haven't done anything before, that you start off with something like that. Something short, sweet and simple. That is the answer to a customer question. A question that gets asked over and over again. Now, the big thing with Reels is that the opening three seconds are the well one of the most important elements because that will dictate whether they keep watching the reel um so we have 1.3 to three seconds to capture the attention of our audience and same rule applies for stories for any sort of video content if we show up on our reel or our story and we say, hi guys, Marie here from The Social Secret. How are you going today? Anyway, I just wanted to jump on because I've got like three tips that I wanna share with you. That's like eight seconds that are gone. Mm. They have swiped, they've gone to the next reel or they've gone to the next story. So you need to launch into it straight away. I've got three top tips for blah, 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 right? Don't worry about the niceties. It doesn't make you a bitch if you don't acknowledge or say hi to people. It's mm. all good. It's fine. Um, and I also like to, this. we, we call it the hook. So that's what yeah. it is, the hook. This, this opening something that just captures the attention of the audience. And I think that's where we got into the mindset of using transitions because transitions were something dynamic. It was something that captured that attention of your audience. It made them stop in their tracks and go, whoa, what just happened there? And so they are a great way of capturing attention 100%. But there are other things that can capture attention too. It could be the statement that you've used in text that comes up in the opening three seconds. It could be the words that you're using, the spoken words that you're using. It could be the audio that you're using. Um, it could be what you're wearing. Like there's a number of different things that act as hooks. But 100% you need to identify, well, what is the hook in what I'm talking about right now? The second thing is to keep it as simple as possible mm. because we have like attention spans that are teeny tiny <laughs> these days. And so <clears throat> that's not to say that if we did a reel that was a minute long that people wouldn't watch. 
100%, people will continue to watch if you continue to entice them to watch, yeah? So the minute it gets boring, that's where they're swiping past. So we want to get to the point um, in our reels as well. So we've got our hook. The next part of the reel is what we call the value. So the value is, well, what are you teaching or what are you, what are the three tips? So, you know, maybe your hook is you stating that you've got three tips that are going to help your audience to do something in particular and your audience watch it and go, oh my God, yeah, that's me. I have to keep watching. The value is what those tips actually are. Um, and then the third thing is the call to action. So in the reel itself, you should be telling your audience what you want them to do as a result of watching that reel. Do you want them to comment? Do you want them to tag a friend? Do you want them to answer a particular question? What is it that you want them to do? And that needs to be in the reel. So um, because and the reason for that is because people are not necessarily reading the caption where you might have your call to action. So just um, take note that, that there is a structure to a reel. But for those starting out, start with something simple, something that you know, film in a location where you are 100% comfortable, make sure that the lighting is great. If you don't know if the lighting is great, just stand in front of a window um, and that light hitting you in the face is often perfect. Um, and keep it short and sweet. And don't expect your first reel to be amazing. If I go back and look at my first reel, it was not amazing, not amazing at all, but you can't do your 20th reel until you've done your number one to 19 first. Yeah, and that's really good advice because I think so many people are like stifled to try because they think it's going to bomb, but like they have to learn that you've just got to do it and some will bomb and some will do well. And it's all part of the process. You have to start somewhere. You can't expect all your videos to go viral. Um, you've just got to do it, keep doing it consistently. And then eventually you'll start to see what works and what's resonating with your audience. Um, Marie, those were incredible tips and I don't want to keep you for too long. You poor thing. You need to get back into bed, dear heart. So um, please share how people can get in touch with you, share your Instagram handle, your website. How can people get in touch? Yes, so websites, um, just thesocialsecret.com.au. Um, I would love for you to follow me on social media. I'm always talking Instagram tips, little um, updates that might happen uh, and, you know, bits of advice and those sorts of things. So it's just the underscore social underscore secret. Um, I love being a little bit crass. I like being a little bit funny. I like presenting things in a really fun and relatable way um and yeah and and on my website as well you'll you'll be able to see a host of different ways in which you can work with me i hope you enjoyed this episode of the sunshine podcast for women in business if you did please leave us a review on apple podcasts and spotify you can also share this episode with a biz bestie who needs to hear it